0: hello good morning guys and welcome back to another episode of the healing is sexy podcast congratulations for clicking on that thumbnail or that link whatever you saw to click on that to tune into today and making that decision to invest in yourself in your healing Healing is a process. It's a journey and it can be a beautiful thing. It's not always beautiful. Sometimes it gets very messy. Sometimes it can be depressing and hurtful, uncovering and unpacking some of the things that you need to work through. But it's definitely worth it. And I truly believe that your healing is your ultimate life goal and purpose on this planet. Because once you heal, then you can fully operate as the best version of yourself and continue to get better. So, I've actually been making, um, writing down some things that I wanted to kind of cover. So there's a little bit of a list going here, but a lot of good stuff that I feel could be beneficial. Some of the thoughts I've just been having over the last 24, 48 hours, really 24 hours. So um, let's go ahead and dive in. So the last podcast, we talked a little bit about Paying for placeholders to be in your life and pretty much I was flipping the script and I was saying that oftentimes a lot of people worry about being the placeholder in someone else's life. You don't want to be the option. You don't want to be the person that um, is just kind of holding on to someone who doesn't see you as number one. They just see you as a placeholder while they're looking for their number one. So you're the placeholder in that scenario. But I also, like I said, I flipped the script. And I was like, well, what if you are the one paying for them to be the placeholder in your life because you're holding on to them? And clearly they aren't, you know, you want them to be your number one, but clearly they aren't because they're not moving in a way that shows you that they are your number one or they deserve to be your number one because they're prioritizing other things or other people. And clearly they're not making you their number one because they're looking for their number one somewhere else. So basically you're, pretty much investing your time, your heart, your money, whatever resources you have into someone who isn't trying to be your number one, which basically makes them a placeholder in your life. So pretty much that last podcast episode, if you missed it, check it out. It was talking about stop paying for people to be a placeholder in your life. Okay. So now just kind of moving on a little bit from that. I want to talk about outgrowing your placeholder. A lot of times in society, People will say, well, you know, just get over it, and move on. But getting over someone and moving on from someone, especially if there was a connection and you spent time invested in it, it's not as easy as we make it seem. But there are certain things I believe you can do to help you outgrow that person and to really, truly move on from that situation. Sometimes, like I said, it does take time because if you've had a connection with someone, you can't just bury it and move on. Because even if you do bury it and kind of move on... Somewhere down the line, months later, maybe even a year later, you might find yourself somehow ending back on that person's doorstep because you really didn't process, allow that process to happen, to kind of like out-process them from your system, out-process them from your life. And that's just a natural, normal course of things. Don't feel bad. Don't guilt trip yourself because you went back to someone who you knew wasn't good for you. You just have to allow that cycle to happen and get them out of your system of course use caution be safe don't do anything reckless don't allow someone who has shown you know toxic tendencies as far as being violent and abusive to come back into your life that's definitely a quick cold turkey type of situation but yeah so let me see what I wrote here so I'm not rambling too much all right all right so I had here if you're, um, so this is actually another talking point, kind of moving on from the outgrow on the placeholder. Basically, just to summarize real quick, allow yourself the time to process the loss or allow yourself the time to process the change to make that move and give yourself time to outgrow them. It's not something that happens overnight. The next point I wanted to make is um, if you're hurt and broken, you won't know how to keep a good thing, even if you're fortunate to find it. And this is pretty straightforward I feel. I actually had a person that I was dating in college and they basically told me that they didn't know what to do with me because they thought that I was you know a really nice person going above and beyond to take care of them and his, his situation wasn't you know necessarily all that great so I was going above and beyond to take care of him like provide and blah 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 and he was basically saying, wow, you're so nice and awesome. I have no idea what to do with you as a girlfriend. At the time, that sounded like a compliment and it kind of gave a boost to my little ego. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I'm so amazing. and I'm so great. You don't even know what to do with me. (laughs) Of course, also at the time I felt the compliment, but I also felt a little bit saddened by it because at that time I was really starting to realize how you can be the nice person, nice girl or whatever. And people just really don't Back or reciprocate into you. So around that time, I was really starting to, you know, it's college. You're starting to step into your young adulthood and come into realization of how you are going to show up and view yourself in the world. So at that time, I was pretty pretty much learning and seeing how you can be the nice person and people can take advantage of that, or just not know how to reciprocate, yada yada. So kind of fast forwarding, you know, to present day, just reflecting on that moment when I thought about, you know, you can be hurt and broken. You won't know how to keep something good, even if you're fortunate to find it. It reminded me of him saying that. And it's just, you know, true all around. Whether it's you, whether it's the person that you're dating. If you're with someone who is hurting and someone who is broken. And they can, of course, a lot of people can realize a good thing when they see it. Just because you're a good thing and someone approaches you doesn't mean that they know how to appreciate you or they know how to... Maintain a relationship with you anyone walking down the street can see a good thing and realize you know Oh, that's a good thing. Anyone walking down the street can see a dollar on the side of the road and say Oh, that's a dollar and they know the worth of a (laughs) dollar So same thing when it comes to dating If you're a good man, if you're a good woman, anyone with eyes is going to be able to see and recognize that you are a good person, a good soul. And there are people, you know, if their intentions, even if their intentions aren't bad, there are people who might be hurting and broken. And because of that, they haven't dealt with that internally. They are going to be exhibiting signs or doing things that's going to kind of drain you and eat into your capacity for you know, dealing with things because they're not healthy, they're not whole themselves. So they're like kind of latching on to you to provide whatever it is that they might be lacking. And as I said earlier, that could definitely be something that can drain you. And especially if you're someone with a big heart, you can definitely find yourself getting drained and burnt out quickly, trying to continually pour into a black hole or some sort of wood, so to speak because they're not going to know how to be able to give back to you. They don't have the capacity to give back to you if they are hurt and he, um broken themselves, okay? And usually when I'm talking about people who are hurt and broken, I'm usually not talking about people who are actually, you know, self-aware enough to do the work themselves. Oftentimes people are hurting and broken and they know this, but they really haven't done or taken any efforts or steps to actually improve and do something to change how they think about their situation or how they show up in their situations. So oftentimes you have people that are kind of comfortable in their brokenness and comfortable in their pain. And it might be that they just legit have no idea what to do about it. But most times people who are motivated enough to do something about it and finding solutions, they're going to find a way to at least make progress so that when you meet them, when you start dating them, you can at least know and see that this person is taking initiative. This person has put an effort into their healing process and their healing journey versus just kind of complaining about it or expecting me to be their therapist, which is not cool. All right. I would not recommend, even if you are a licensed professional therapist in real life, I highly doubt that being a therapist is something that you want to do with your lifelong partner. Like therapist is kind of like your job during the day. And so I just can't imagine just because you're a therapist, or just because your partner's a therapist, that they would or you would continue to want to be a therapist twenty four seven to someone that you call your spouse or your partner. Highly doubt that. <laughs> All right, so let's see what else I have here. I put your normal of hurt and brokenness and complacency isn't grounds for growth. So all you reciprocate in your relationships are hurt and brokenness. So kind of going into a little bit of what we just talked about, where if a person is hurting or if a person is broken, they pretty much usually are complacent. uh, They're not motivated enough to change their situation. And a lot of times people that are like that, they kind of feel like that's you know, how you should accept them. They don't feel that you should, that they should have to change or that they should have to grow because they're like, well, I was transparent with you when you met me. I told you what my issues were. I told you I had insecurities. I told you blah, blah, blah. And that should be good enough for you to know that something is wrong and that if you decide to date me and move forward with me, then it is what it is. This is what you can expect for the duration of the relationship. And that mentality is so flawed because it's like, first of all, when you get into a relationship, excuse me, but first of all, when you get into a relationship with someone, it's usually because you enjoy being with that person. You enjoy spending time with that person. You feel this person is going to be benefit value added to your life and not in a materialistic sense either in more of a companionship partnership sense. So for someone who is like, man, I hope that you can accept me the way I am. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to share my flaws with you. I'm going to share my shortcomings with you, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can definitely start something like that but it can't stay like that you can't the person who is like broken or hurting and working on themselves they can't be like well I told you that I had you know anger issues or whatever and you decided to go ahead and work it out with me anyway and not expect to be doing something about that to become a better person who handles and addresses their anger better. So if you meet someone that's like, hey, I got anger management issues. <clears throat> And they are not doing anything about it. So every time you guys have a disagreement or something, they become a temper tantrum throwing kid. And they don't know how to manage their emotions. And it turns into a heated arguing or yelling match. That's not going to be good for the long course or the long haul of the relationship. There's no growth if that person isn't doing anything like going to anger management classes, going to therapy, doing whatever they need to do to address the source of their anger management issues. So basically... It doesn't matter if someone knows that something is wrong with them. It doesn't matter if they are able to tell you and be transparent with you and say, hey, here are my issues. Here are my skeletons in my closet. It's great that they can acknowledge it, but what are they doing about it? If they're just going to be complacent about it, if they feel like just telling you what their problems are, Is good enough, and then if you decide to be in a relationship with them, they don't have to do anything further to improve or be better, then that's a red flag right there. Uh, It's kind of crazy to me how people believe that just saying, Yes, I've got issues, I know what my issues are, here they are, I'm being transparent with you, and you know what it is, what you see is what you get. Like a relationship is about growth. So if you tell someone what your issues are, and you're just like, Well, here it is, and they're not planning on doing or you're not planning on doing anything better to improve, then it's like you're not ready to be in a relationship. (laughs) Unless like someone is going to be satisfied settling for being in a relationship with you and all of the issues that you're not willing to work on and do anything about, then okay. But most times a healthy person isn't going to stay or be able to grow with a person that isn't willing to address and heal themselves or work on their issues. Um, The person that has the insecurity, the person that has the anger management issues, the person that has whatever healing they need to do, and honestly, it's going to be both people because we all have stuff that we got to work on, but whoever has the issue, which is probably going to be both people, like I said, you guys have to be willing to fix you. You have to be willing to fix yourself, do the work for yourself, on yourself, to be able to be fertile soil to be planted in and to have something productive grow, which in this case is going to be a budding relationship. The next point I wanted to make is if we really knew what healthy relationships look like, mind games wouldn't work. People who use ghosting and tactics, people who ghost people, are using abandonment issues to trigger um, toxic attachments or to cause attachment. People who use berating or arguing or destructive behaviors are using toxic issues or styles to condition the other person to normalize that abuse. So kind of just going back to the example that I was just giving as far as like the ghosting. When someone ghosts you, they pretty much fall off the face of the earth and they are going to either ignore you, they grow distant or whatever. That can be very triggering for someone who grew up in an environment where their childhood, they didn't experience a whole lot of love. There wasn't a very affectionate home that they grew up in so they're going to have abandonment issues or attachment issues where they feel pretty much starved for love so someone who is using like these mind games or ghosting tactics ghosting tactics or whatnot is really playing off of other toxic i guess behaviors or other toxic attachments and whatnot okay so that's something to i guess kind of like think about okay oh, give me a quick second So basically, I just went to, I'm pretty sure that there are other good examples to kind of come up with on this. But that was just the one good one that I could come up with. And if you think of like all the mind games that people play or all the toxic games that people play, you could probably tie it back to the source of a toxic or a um bad, maybe childhood trauma rooted issue or It's pretty much not good. It's tying it to something toxic that's not healthy. So that's another reason why oftentimes I don't blame people for saying if you notice someone who's playing games or whatever. And they feel that that's the best way to go about like getting someone's attention or getting someone hooked and attracted to you. That's the wrong way to go about it if you're trying to go about it in a healthy manner. Because you're really just forming unhealthy attachments. And you're using the source of an unhealthy trigger to pretty much cause that and to also normalize that and also that's kind of like cruel like if you imagine a person who didn't have love in their home and they didn't have the you know love and affection of a parent so they grow up with attachment issues or abandonment issues or whatever the case might be and then if they are subject to falling prey to ghosting or whatever and forming unhealthy attachments to that person who was ghosting or ghosting them or whatever Um, generally you just can't trust people like that to have good intentions whatsoever if they're playing those sort of games because it's like you're just deepening that person's pain. You're just playing off of that person's, um, childhood trauma and their childhood issues. So I definitely don't blame people if you are experiencing someone playing those sort of games and they aren't mature enough to go about things in a healthy manner or to just be authentic and be themselves. I definitely don't encourage, um, That you continue to allow yourself to, I guess, run along with that. Because it's probably not going to end very well, clearly, because that person isn't leading with a good, um, strong foot forward. Not when it comes to being healthy, anyway. All right. Um, The last and final point that I have here is that. All right. So I was watching this video with this YouTuber who was pretty much sharing her story about breaking up with her. Latest or whatever, ex or whatever. And basically what she was sharing is that she was so caught up and so focused on the future and the potential of the relationship that she just kept holding on to someone who continually, repeatedly proved himself and showed himself to not be the right person, to pretty much be a narcissist. And this is a story that happens time and time over and over and over and over again. So this last point is really for my ladies. I've made quite a few videos on YouTube now. The channel is Healing is Sexy. The name of the youtube channel check it out i made several videos on the ch- um the channel and pretty much what i've been talking about is trying to help women better understand us as women to better understand how to really d- go about dating society really conditions women to be caught up in the whole you know fantasy and the fairy tale of the wedding of meeting the right one of spending your life happily together with someone yada yada and that's really just not reality whatsoever okay it takes work it takes hard work just like the healing journey that i constantly am going to be encouraging you guys to get on and be on is going to take work and it's going to take um you putting in blood, sweat, and tears, and whatnot, just like that healing journey is going to be a process, it's still going to be the same thing when it comes to marrying someone and being in a committed long term relationship with someone. So, for women, we have to stop banking so much on the future and potential of someone that we are trying to be with. Um, let me see what I wrote here. I said that we've got to get out of the mind frame of forecasting the future and wanting to be found and married so bad that we are willing to waste time with the wrong person. If a man is showing you that he is, you know, not going to be different or a woman because there are women that are like this too, but if a man or woman is showing you who they are, then believe them. Don't expect them to change. Kind of going back to the first point that we were talking about earlier, a person could know their issues. They can know I'm a narcissist. They can know I have toxic patterns, I have insecurities, blah, blah, blah. And once you see that pattern of them taking out their insecurities or them using you for, I guess, letting off their toxic whatever, because you're the one closest to them, so you're going to see it and you're probably going to be on the receiving end of it. Once you start to see those patterns, if that person isn't willing to do the work to heal themselves and address it, then you just have to accept that and move on. Simple as that. Stop trying to make them fit into this box of being the right one, and they're not. Stop trying to hold on to what you have because you're too afraid to be alone, so you'd rather be stuck wasting your time and your life with someone who's miserable. I highly, it's unfortunate that, you know, there are people that are stuck in miserable relationships, and they're bringing kids into the world, and it's like they're bringing kids into a possibly very toxic environment, where things aren't gonna be good for anybody. So really, we just have to, I just feel, accept more of the reality. Society really just paints this picture that things are a certain way and it's really not. Being married, being single is not the end all be all, whatever the case might be, whatever your goals might be, if you're too afraid to be single, if you wanna be married so bad. Being single isn't the end of the world, okay? And it's better to be single by yourself, starting your healing journey. If you were to start your healing journey, so many more people would be content, you know, being happy and single with themselves. That's the reason why a lot of people don't enjoy being single is because they don't even like being by themselves. They don't want to have to deal with themselves. They don't want to be alone by themselves. They don't want to face themselves. So when you're like that, then it's like, okay, how can you expect anyone else to love and you know want to be with you you probably aren't looking for someone to be in a relationship with that's going to love and want to be with you because you don't even love and want to be with yourself so maybe that's why people are attracting all these other people that don't really care about them that's just looking to you know find a placeholder I guess so to speak to kind of continue to hold down on and to not necessarily mistreat people but to continue to stay hurt and broken and not really grow and develop. When you do the work to heal and love yourself, then you're going to be content being single because you're going to be learning how to love yourself and to be with yourself. And that's something that's really so important that I feel like a lot of us kind of just overlook. And even myself who thought that, you know, I had myself together for the most part, not perfect. (coughs) Excuse me. Hold on real quick. But for the most part, I thought that I had, you know, a good handle on myself growing and all that. But come to find out that there is a whole other area of my life that I needed to really examine and, you know, look at, heal in. And now that I'm aware of that, now that I'm aware, I'm able to continue to grow and make progress in this other area of my life. I feel that our healing is, you know, of course it's essential, but I feel like the trauma, the inner trauma, the insecurities, whatever it is that might be plaguing you, is pretty much like a cancer. And the most important thing that you can do in your life, on your life's journey, is to heal that cancer, which means to heal yourself. So... Just some food for thought. I just want to hop on here and share that with you. I will try to be on here again tomorrow. Um, I hope that you guys are enjoying your day. And remember that healing is a journey. It's a process. It's a choice that you have to make each and every single day. You can do it. Just tune into like the platforms. Tune into Positive Affirmations. Tune into this podcast, Healing and Sexy. Tune in tune in to the YouTube channel Healing is Sexy, the website Healing is Sexy dot com, Healing dot com and sign on to the subscription list, join the page, join the group. This is something that I really want to hit hard because I feel that so many of us if we could just focus on healing ourselves and loving ourselves the world would be that much more of a better place there would be that much more of a better dating pool to choose from instead of having to worry about being with someone who hasn't addressed their childhood trauma and issues and that bringing that into the relationship so yeah all right guys I'm going to go ahead and carry on with my day I hope you guys are having a wonderful day and I will talk to you guys in another podcast episode